What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is hump day. Hump day! Yes, I'm still doing that 10, 12, 15 years later. It's Wednesday, May the 3rd in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 851 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for a very exhilarating version of the birthday game. Man, we've got another great show for you today. Joining me in our first hour is our regular Wednesday guest. He's the publisher, editor, and founder of the best dang local sports site in North Carolina. He's also my good friend, Junius Smith III. Got to tell you, I hadn't really hung out with him at a sporting event. We've hung out here at my house a couple of times, in, a, in I guess in the last few months or whatever, but I uh, haven't been at a sporting event with him, and it was just really neat was uh, last night at the uh, Parrot Academy Baseball Game State Championship Ring Ceremony at Maddox Field right here, or Maddox Stadium, Maddox Field, whatever it's called over at Parrot Academy. Man, just a, a really good time. The uh, I, Very honored to uh, to uh, MC the ring ceremony for Arundel Parrot Academy as they uh, won their fifth state championship in football uh, over uh, for the Patriots, and I got to MC that ceremony, but more importantly, Got to hang out with Junius, and I uh, just had a, had a pretty good time, man. Except, man, some just uh, some rude John Paul II people, man. I'm telling you, and I, not that I mean I know we uh, broadcast this show in uh, Greenville on two five two ESPN, but I got to tell you, man, I've now had some interaction. Well, I tell you what, let's talk about the positives before we get to the negatives, man. The ring ceremony was awesome. The ring is beautiful, Matt Beeman. You did a just fantastic job. Uh, picking out the rings and uh, getting the design and everything for Parrot Academy. But listen, if you know Parrot Academy, you know they don't do anything uh, halfway. I mean, it's it's 100%. It's 120% all the way when Parrot Academy does it. And doggone, man, David Moody, Matt Beam, and all you folks over at Rendell Parrot Academy, man, those rings were amazing. They, uh, they, they really look good. And just just a great ceremony. Had a great time, and a very very like I said, just honored to be asked to MC it and uh, to see all the kids opening the rings and wearing them around during the baseball game. It was a lot of fun. But uh, getting to hang out with Junie Smith third. Be sure to check out ENCMoments.com too. And I know I'll say that several times today, especially with him being on the air with me uh, here in a few minutes. But he's got a good uh, ring ceremony story. The only place you'll find it is uh, right there at ENCMoments.com. And, uh, again, just a great job by, uh, by all the folks at Parrot Academy. Like, again, let me one more time say, and I'm sure I'll say it when I get Junius up here on the line with me too, but man, uh, first class, first class all the way, everything they do at Rendell Parrot Academy, 
is kudos to uh, Matt Beeman, uh, just everybody, Chris Brown, Denzel Keys, David Moody, uh, everybody over there for just uh, the, the way they do it. Garrett Grady, everybody, uh, the way they do everything over at Arendelle Parrot Academy. It's it's so classy, so classy. But Junia Smith III will be joining us uh, here in uh, about eh, probably about 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, we're going to talk about that ceremony. We're going to, uh, hey, it's re- last week of regular season play in spring sports. Uh, we've got a big, huge north-north-south-north baseball game that's going to be taking place tomorrow night in deep run. Uh, we might even get some LCC talk in, too. But, uh, man, just uh, NIL. Man, I can't wait to talk to him about NIL. I'm going to share my thoughts on that. I know uh, – uh, everybody across social media and uh, even Nick Stevens up at highschoolot.com, a lot of people have shared their thoughts. And uh, I just I can't wait to see what Junius thinks about it, too. So we got a lot to talk to Junius about. But we'll have him for a good time, not a long time, because uh, also joining us here in our first hour, about 45 minutes or so into it, we're going to be joined on the Spence Automotive Guest Line by the head coach of those red-hot Lenore Community College Lancers, uh, the baseball team, Gary Smith, his top-seeded. That's right. I said top-seeded Lancers. They open the Region 10 tournament in Moorhead City tomorrow night when they take on Wake Tech at Big Rock Stadium. I am uh, planning to be there no matter how late it is. I, my, my gut is uh, it's the last game of four games. And this is uh, this is junior college, community college baseball, y'all. Uh, that means those games, they've got them situated uh, three hours apart from each other. There's no way that happens. I mean, I think uh, the average junior college game or community college game is about three hours, three hours and 15, three hours and 20 minutes apiece. Then they're going to have to have 40 minutes between games. I may have to just spend the night in Morehead City tomorrow night and do the show uh, Friday morning for maybe I'll get a hotel or something. I don't know. We'll play that by ear. But, uh, but I am going to be there. There's no way I'm going to miss that game unless, uh, as my grandpa Hanks used to say, unless the creeks rise and uh, I'm not able to make it, I'm going to, I'm going to do my – the apocalypse comes or something like that. Can't wait to uh, be down there and support Lenore Community College in the uh, Region 10 tournament. Uh, their first game is tomorrow, scheduled for 7 p.m., like I said. It's probably, honestly, going to probably begin in the – I'd say if it starts by 8 o'clock, I'm calling it now. If it, if the first pitch for their game against Wake Tech is at 8 o'clock, I'm going to consider that a victory tomorrow night in uh, Moorhead City. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And even Junius said, uh, I may even make a, a sneak appearance on uh, encmoments.com. I might try to put together a little story uh, for him for that. I'm going to definitely take my laptop with me, but we'll see. We'll see what I end up doing with that down there. So, uh, that is our first hour, Junius Smith, the third, and then Gary Smith here in our first hour, man, have I got a treat for you in the second hour too. Uh, he's not been on the show in a minute, uh, but it's our uh, good friend, uh, Lynn Hartzell. He's a former head coach of the LCC Lancers baseball team that went to the uh, college world series in 2004, finished fifth in the nation that year. And, uh, you know, we had uh, Drew Meadows on earlier this week. And I got to thank Coach Hartzell for uh, hooking me up with him uh, because that was just a great show. And I got to tell you, let me tell you something. I I think I might have to get uh, old uh, Drew back on again because uh, one of the most listened to episodes of the Brian Hanks show on our SoundCloud feed so far in 2023, it's uh, definitely top 10. 
And it, heck, it might even be top five. So, uh, man, Drew, who knew? Drew Meadows, the uh, ratings getter. So, uh, I had a lot of fun with him on Monday. But, uh, again, going to talk to Lynn Hartz on the second hour. He is just a big wig with the National Junior College Athletic Association Division II. I believe he's the commissioner all across uh, the nation. He is the national commissioner. But uh, I know, I, I'm pretty sure he's still down at Craven Community College. But we're going to talk to him about a ton of stuff. I want to talk to him about that 2004 team, which is coming up on its 20th anniversary. How about that? And uh, just a bunch of other stuff, too. We'll talk about Drew. We'll talk about a bunch of those kids that came through that played for him. And, uh, again, let me tell you something, man. I love me some Lynn Hartzell. You talk to Lynn Hartzell. Uh, before you know it, you've been talking to him for 30 minutes. You think it's been five minutes. He's that kind of guy. So uh, he, he'll be down at the Region 10 tournament in Moorhead City. And, as I said, I can't wait to uh, – to get him up here on the air with me. Uh, that'll be that'll tip off our second hour. Then we'll play the birthday game. Before you know it, the show will be over again. So, uh, listen, thank you so much for tuning in this morning, and uh, thank you to our good, good friends over at Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, Snow Hill or Trenton to find Snow Hill. I didn't even know that was a word. Snow Hill or Trenton to find out how you could change your life today. Uh, summer semester begins in less than three weeks. It begins on May 22nd. You can still get in. Heck, fall registration is underway right now at LCC. So, uh, listen, you want to improve your life? The best way you can do that is by attending and going to and taking classes at Lenore Community College. So, uh, check that out for sure. Uh, you know what? I also want to thank Arundel Parrot Academy. Again, just had a blast out there last night. Uh, so many people out there. It was just Awesome crowd. Yes, it was a ring ceremony, but a ton of those guys and uh, families hung around afterwards, too, to watch the game. And we'll get to that result here in a little bit. But, uh, man, Arundel Parent Academy, the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on that beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parent Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Snow Hill, Wilson, Greenville, uh did I say Snow Hill? Snow Hill, uh, Trenton, Maysville, Newburn, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. In fact, if you are listening to this show right now on terrestrial radio, that means over the air, you know, through your radio antenna in your car, then uh, listen, you can send your child to a rental parent academy, the best private school in North Carolina. Uh, parent academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kinston, just like I did last night. Had a blast out there last night. But, uh, again, you want to send your child. We're talking about LCC, quality, and just awesome education there. You want to send your child to the best private school in the state of North Carolina. It's right here in our backyard. How about that? Send them to Arundel Parrot Academy. Again, thank you to David Moody, all the folks over at Arundel Parrot Academy for being one of our day one sponsors 
of the Brian Hank Show, just like Woodman Life, just like Spence Automotive and GoEco Office Automation and UNC Lenore Healthcare and Lenore Community College, all our day ones there. Truly do appreciate them. Let's jump into uh, our uh, mo- our monologue here and uh, listen. Want to uh, uh, you know? Like I said, we're going to hear from uh, Gary Smith here in this first hour in Lenore Community College baseball. They're thirty-one and fifteen overall, twenty-three and ten in Region Ten. Finished first in Region Ten East, and uh, will be they are the number one seed from the East in this week's league tournament in Moorhead City. The Lancers will face the number four seed from the West, Wake Tech. Now, Wake Tech is 17 and 27 overall. They're 10 and 15 in uh, Region 10 West, uh, and uh, that game is tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, if they win that game tomorrow night, they'll play at 7 p.m. on Friday. If they lose, though, they'll play at 1 o'clock on Friday, but that's not going to happen. They're going to be uh, they're going to win tomorrow night, and then they're going to play at 7 o'clock again on uh wednesday or on uh, friday too hey i wanted to give you an update on the seating uh like i said lcc from the east lcc is number one brunswick community college is two Pitt community college is three bryant and stratton is four over in the west catawba valley community college they are the number one team cleveland community college uh from my old neck of the woods in uh, cleveland county uh they're the number two seed patrick and henry community college is the three seed and then wake tech the team that uh, LCC plays tomorrow night, they are the four seed. Uh, the day one schedule down at the Region 10 tournament. Game one is at 10 a.m., and that's the number two seed, Brunswick, taking on the number three seed, Patrick and Henry out of the West. Uh, the game two at 1 o'clock is the number one seed out of the West, Catawba Valley, taking on the number four seed out of the East, Bryant and Stratton. Game three at 4 o'clock is the number two seed out of the West, Cleveland Community College, taking on uh, the number three seed out of the East, Pitt Community College. And then the game four, as we've said, Lenore Community College against Wake Tech. If uh, Lenore wins that, like I said, they would play at 7 o'clock on Friday, and they would take on the winner of that Cleveland versus Pitt. And I got to tell you, man, I actually think that would be pretty cool for Lenore and uh, Pitt to play each other there in that semifinal game on Friday night. But you know what? Whoever it is, it's going to be a good time uh, this week. But again, we are your home for the uh, Region 10 tournament here on 960 The Bull and 960TheBull.com. Be bringing you updates. I'll be tweeting from there. Uh, I'll give you all the updates that as I get them. Uh, Thursday night and Friday night. And then hopefully uh, we'll see what happens Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday's championship. Uh, that'll be uh, the championship game is scheduled Sunday at 7 p.m. And hopefully our Lenore Community College Lancers will be in that. So there you go. That is your LCC and Region 10 update. The Downies Wood Ducks last night lost their second game in a row. Uh, they won five in a row. Man, this is a streaky team. They'd won five in a row. And they lost last night in Fredericksburg, four to three. They led three to nothing going into the bottom of the eighth. Uh, but the Woodies gave up two runs in the eighth, and then uh, two runs in the ninth. They are now eleven and ten overall. Uh, they are a game and a half out of first place behind the hated Carolina Mudcats, who are twelve and eight in the uh, Carolina League North. Uh, the team, uh, like I said, that was just game one last night. They've got five more games in Fredericksburg, and they are back home this coming Tuesday against Delmarva to begin a 12-game uh, homestand. I'm not going to avoid it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, rumors, a lot of stuff floating around about uh, the Downey's Wood Ducks. This is Wood Ducks Wednesday, typically. Uh, 
Uh, with them being on the road now for the second week in a row, though, we're going to focus on LCC, especially with them being in uh, Region 10. But uh, this is Wood Ducks Wednesday, so let's uh, let's get a word or two in here about the Wood Ducks. And uh, listen, uh, it's like this big open secret, and nobody wants to talk about it. And I can't blame some folks for not wanting to talk about it, but it uh, it appears, uh, and I, it doesn't appear. It's a it's a fact. It's just not been reported yet and yes i'm a small j journalist i'm not a big j journalist this isn't my playground anymore but uh the wood ducks are being are for sale uh the texas rangers have put the down east wood ducks up for sale and i know as you're listening you hear me say that you probably wonder what does that mean i gotta tell you i really don't know what that means i know uh with what the texas rangers are doing in leland uh in that little town right above wilmington and uh is it brunswick county I think it's Brunswick County. Help me out here, Spence. What county is Wilmington in? Anyway, uh, the Wood Ducks are for sale. The Texas Rangers are going to sell them. Uh, nobody over at Granger Stadium can really say anything about it, and you can't blame them. I mean, they're they're in this process right now, and that's really all I know. I mean, I, and I've got it, I've had it verified now by three completely different sources that uh, the Texas Rangers are uh, actively trying to sell the Down East Wood Ducks. What does that mean? Uh, that means that. First thing it means is that the uh, uh, we would be an unaffiliated team if the Texas Rangers are trying to sell the Wood Ducks. That means we would not be in uh, low A baseball anymore. That means we would be an independent team, and I don't know who would want to buy an independent team. I mean, it's hard enough, you know, competing in the league that we're in now. I can't imagine trying to shop around and trying to find a league. I know when the Texas Rangers were talking about this earlier uh about the not about this but talking about you know the team in leland they were saying that was going to be part of an independent league i do know there's an independent league from my old neck of the woods in gastonia uh, the gastonia grizzlies they play in it and uh but the baseball i don't know i listen i'm kind of talking out of my butt on this a little bit because i really don't know much of the many or much of the details although like i said i know for a fact that uh, they are trying to sell the team. Uh, former uh, Wood Ducks general manager and president of uh, the Wood Ducks and the Hickory Crawdads, uh, Wade Howell, he's posted a couple things on his uh, social media and on Facebook about it. Uh, so you can go and check that out if you want to. But, uh, again, until I guess either a sale is imminent or uh, whatever happens, we're really not going to know that much about it. Uh, this is the, I got to tell you, this is the time when I miss being a big J journalist. I mean, these were the kind of stories that we tracked down. And again, I've not seen it anywhere. No one has talked about this. It's not been in any Wilmington newspaper. It's not been uh, on any TV news locally. It's not been on any of the news blogs around here anywhere. And uh, I'll be interested when a reporter really digs in with this and gets us some details and not just from a press release, but, you know, get some actual reporting on this. Which, again, like I said, I've, I've quasi-done a little bit of it by talking to different sources. But, uh, listen, I can tell you this. Uh, it's not good. It's not good for the Wood Ducks. It's not good for pro baseball in Kinston. And, uh, I know again, I know all the hard work, the all the hard work that Bill Ellis put in to uh, get a professional baseball team back here and that Tony Sears did and B.J. Murphy when he was the mayor and – all these folks did. They worked their asses off to get a pro team back. And I got to tell you, we've not held up our part of it. And when I say we, I'm talking about, yes, me and fans here. Yes, I bought season tickets this year, but I've worked for the team in previous years. We've just not done what we needed to do to uh, to keep a team here. And that means you can't average 
you know, 12 or 1300 fans a game and expect to, uh, keep a, uh, a Texas Rangers affiliated team or heck any affiliated team in there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know, uh, maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for us just to not have the baseball that, you know, that a small, small core of us want here. Maybe it turns into a coastal playing league team. Maybe it turns into, um, an independent league team. I don't know. I really don't know. I just know my heart is broken about this, but, uh, we'll just see what's going to happen over the next few weeks and months and all that. But, uh, I expect, uh, one of the things I do expect the Texas Rangers to, uh, have a press release here in the next little bit. And then people will breathlessly report on it. Like they broke the story, but no, uh, we broke it here on the Brian Hanks show. But, uh, I, again, I just wish we had reporters. I wish we had real reporters that could dig into this and, uh, that's one of the sad things about the way journalism has gone over the past four or five years. And I'm not in Don't listen to this and think I'm taking a shot at BJ Murphy or news news or at any of our TV stations in our neck, of the woods or, uh, the free press or anybody like that. I'm really not. It's just, it's a, it's just the way that journalism has gone. I mean, there really is no journalism anymore. Uh, and, I mean, like I said, I remember how we reported on uh, the team coming back in 2016 or getting baseball back in 2016, 2017. Had really good sports reporters that really dug in with it and even our news reporters at the time, too, that, uh, you know, got the story out there. And it's just got – it's – journalism is expensive. Yes, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but journalism is expensive. Uh, if you're going to do it the right way, you need to pay people the right way. And you need to – you know, the free press and – whatever Gannett or whoever the hell owns them now they've just they've fallen on their butt and uh we don't have we just don't have news here anymore it just hurts my heart it really really hurts my heart listen BJ's doing everything he can do with news news but you know he's not able to do it the way that it, it needs to be done it's just uh listen and Jock I hope you don't mind me reading this Jock Pasleg just sent me a, a nice text and he's right there aren't enough resources they put in that have local investigative journalism, but that's what I actually, but that's what I actually most people, that doesn't make sense. They want local content and local stories and, and we do, but, uh, it costs money to do it. And that's the reason why we need to support, or it's too late for the free press. The free press is dead. I mean, it's a freaking, basically it's a, uh, uh, a circular now that comes out every week. Uh, I mean, again, I applaud. I really do. I mean, and I know BJ and I have probably had our, we've butted heads in the past about stuff, but he is doing his best, but it takes resources. I mean, it really does. It takes money. It takes support to, uh, I, I bet you anything. If I had BJ Murphy on the line right now, he would tell you, he would love to have four reporters out there digging into all the stories and, and local politics and local government and sports and everything. But you know what? You got to have sponsors. You got to have, you know, people that want to support that local journalism. Uh, now, you're right, Jacques. Jacques just uh, messaged me and said there aren't enough resources being put into local investigative journalism, and he's absolutely right. But is that B.J. Murphy's fault? Is that uh, the old owners? And like I said, I, I don't give any credits to the to the free press anymore. It's a circular now. But uh, when I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I lived in the glory days of journalism. I mean, I can't complain. I started in newspapers in 1992. I started full time in 1999. And I remember 
you know, being able to hire reporters and pay reporters and send, you know, give a reporter one, hey, here's one story I want you to work on for the next two weeks. That's right. I'm giving you 80 hours to work on this one story because I want it right. And we would do that to the best of our ability. And I don't know, man, just sick to my stomach, just the way the way life has gone with journalism. And as someone who gave so much of my life to it, it just, it, it sickens me and it hurts my heart. Thank you, uh, Jacques. You're absolutely right, dude, with uh, what you said there with that. Okay. Whew. How's that for a tangent? Listen, ECU, uh, they play today at 5 o'clock against Carolina right there at Clark LeClaire Stadium in Greenville. Uh, they are 31-13 and 13 overall. They're 9-6 and six in AAC, although obviously this is a dog conference game tonight, and then they uh, travel to Cincinnati this weekend for a, uh, for a three-game series in conference play. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, they are uh, they take on the New Jersey Devils in a second-round series that begins today at 7 o'clock at PNC Arena. And, Jacques, I know you're listening, man. I was pulling for your Rangers, dude. I wanted it to be the Rangers and the Hurricanes, and you and I drive up to uh, Raleigh together and enjoy a game and then uh, bust on each other the entire time and watch the Hurricanes beat the Rangers. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the Devils. Uh, so, uh uh, that again, game one of that series begins tonight. Uh, I tell you what, uh, let's get uh, Junior Smith the third up here on the line with us, and uh, uh, we'll we'll jump into uh, prep sports. Uh, but before we do that, hey, listen, we are able to have Junior Smith the third on the line with us because of Spence Automotive. The Spence Automotive guest line is brought to you by our good friend uh, Keith Spence. And let me tell you something. Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend and friend to everyone, Keith Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, and tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And I say it every week, Junior Smith III. By God, you can go to Spence Automotive and tell him that uh, Junior Smith III from ENC Moments sent you too, right? Without question. <laughs> That's what I thought. Dude, I was talking, man, we've got so much. And I, hey, Like I, I said earlier, we're here for a good time, not a long time. We've got Gary Smith coming up here later on this hour from LCC. But there are so many things that I want to touch your brain about here. But the first thing, man, I got to tell you, dude, and I don't know how you felt about it, but, dude, it was fun to sit at a sporting event with you yesterday and watch you taking your notes in your little odd uh, hieroglyphic way (laughs) that you do it and uh, watch you out on the field interviewing people. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I enjoyed hanging out with you last night. Can Can you hear me, Junius? Junius, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Well, dude, you're coming in loud and clear on my side, man. I I hope uh, everything's all right. No, what I was saying was, dude, it was just fun to hang out with you last night at Parrot Academy and watch you taking your odd notes that you take in your hieroglyphic way and uh, watching you on the field talking to the kids. It was just, it's been a minute since you and I have done a sporting event together. It really has. And it really felt felt great. I mean, it was one of the things where, you know, you just taught me my element. I didn't do anything different, and it it just felt good having somebody that I trust, you know? I know, dude, and it just a, a, a good time. 
However, not a, a great time because, uh, man, just and we're not. I, again, I told you I was did not envy you at all about having to write the baseball story. I noticed that you've not got it up yet. I guess that'll go up later today. But man, the the Patriots uh, a five to one loss to John Paul II in a game that of those five runs, exactly zero of them were earned. I felt so bad for the parent pitcher last night. And I know you did too. Oh yeah, I mean. It was it was just a bunch of errors. Like talking to Robert Kravitz after the game, he was just saying that you know, even though the errors were were a big part of it, they only had two hits in the game. So you're not going to win too many games with just two hits. Uh, that's right, dude. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Got to tell you, and I, I got to give some credit to that uh, John Paul the second pitcher too. Where we were sitting last night, and it's been a dude. I can't even remember. It's been probably years. Since I've sat at that level right behind, well, that's, you know, that's not true because I do it at LCC, but for a high school game anyway, Junius, to sit right there and you can watch breaking balls break, you can watch curve balls hit the 12-6. I mean, I got to tell you, man, that uh, that John Paul II pitcher last night, except for that one inning, he was pretty damn strong last night, wasn't he? He was. I mean, it was, it was amazing to see, I think, there might have been one pitch at one curve on it in curve, but outside of that, <laughs> he was perfectly fine. He was good, man. But a five to one loss for Parent Academy last night uh, as they fall to. I've got it right here in front of me. As they fall to sixteen and eight overall. JP two uh, improves to thirteen and eight. And I got to tell you, man, uh, Robert Kravitz. I know you'll be doing your postseason awards here in the next few weeks after everything, you know, after the playoffs settle and all that. I got to imagine, man, that uh, Robert Kravitz, with this extremely young team that he's got, he's got to be one of the candidates for your coach of the year, isn't he? Definitely. Him and um, Green Central's Ben Brand. Oh, yeah. Especially, what, 16 wins in a row now for Green Central? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But that was uh, – tell you what, before we get off Parrot, though, what a great ceremony too, dude. And Is it just me, or do these state championship rings keep getting bigger and bigger? That thing was just huge. Like, I, you know what? Matter of fact, I feel like I deserve one because I definitely got. I was out there just about every game. I got hit on the sideline. Like, <laughs> so you took bruises for Parrot Academy last year. I did, dude. Can you imagine if if one of those guys, let's say Ashton Brinson, just comes up to you and just smacks you upside the head with one of those rings on his fingers, dude? Uh, that's gonna leave a mark, isn't it? I'm going to be laid out for a day or two. <laughs> I love it. Junior Smith the third here with us. And again, congratulations to uh, Matt Beeman. Congratulations to Ashton Branson. Uh, Aaron Jones, just that entire Arundel Parrot Academy team. Got to tell you, man, uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit when I was getting started. But I'm just, you know, and I try to be as fair as I can to every team in the in the area. They're not exactly one of our teams. But, man, those, they were, now there they were some cool parents, but, I gotta tell you, man, the pair, the the John Paul II baseball coach, he was kind of he not kind of he was rude AF. I mean, the there were parents there that just I don't know what they had crawl up their butt, but man, there there were some rude people there last night from Greenville, weren't there? I didn't pay that much attention, but then again, it's just like it was it was kind of petty the way the way that everything was done. I mean. <laughs> And I loved it. I mean, <laughs> you were there for it, right? Oh yeah, like you. If you're gonna come out there and 
you know, 3229, put it on the scoreboard, <laughs> you know, do, do the ceremony while John, getting ready to play John Paul, like, by all means. Like, I, I was here for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just thought it was – the game was supposed to, supposed to start at 6 o'clock, and I guess the only thing I could say in the JP2 defense is that uh, we were still – we still were celebrating uh, the ring ceremony uh, well into the 6 o'clock hour last night, weren't we? Right, I think the first pitch was like six twenty-three. <laughs> oh, that was fun! I, I, you know me, man. What does it always tell you? I'm so petty. I wear number forty-three. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. So anyway, that uh, so that's uh, from Parrot Academy last night. Uh, Kenston, or North and Orange, Kenston played last night in Wheat Swamp. It was senior night uh, for the Hawks. A sixteen to nothing win for uh, North and Orange last night on senior night. They improved to fourteen and four overall. They're eight and three going into Thursday night's big game at Deep Run. We're gonna don't worry. We're gonna give that a good preview here in a couple minutes. But I did want to talk about Kenston as they wrapped up their season at one and sixteen overall, zero and twelve. Uh, just uh, did we make strides this year with the Vikings? You know, there were some strides made. I mean, they're not a senior laden team, so as long as they stick together, play some baseball in the off season, I think they're gonna be fine. Well, I know uh, with a new head coach in there and Coach McLeod, who we've had here on the show, uh, you know, he, he's wanting to do the right thing. He's trying to get that program going at Rochelle, and uh, because you got to have a good feeder. Listen, you want to you want to know why North and North is so good because they have good feeder programs at Frank and Contentney. You want to know why South and North is so good is because they have good feeder programs at Woodington and uh, well, I guess at Woodington who, by the way, I heard just had an outstanding, amazing season this year. So I think there's some really good talent coming up from uh, uh, Woodington to South Lenore. But, I mean, that's what you got to have, isn't it, Junius? You can't just expect that, you know, you can have all the best athletes in the world, and God knows Kinston has some amazing athletes, but you can't just pick up a glove and a bat for the first time as a freshman and expect to be winning championships or even winning games, right? No, you're right. I mean, you can't just – Baseball is one of the sports where you can't just roll out the bed and just think that you're going to be great. You're absolutely right about that. That voice list is Junius Smith III from uh, encmoments.com. Again, a great story up there and an awesome picture, too, of uh, Parrot Academy getting their state championship rings last night. The only other game that took place last night, uh, we talked about uh, Parrot and JP2, about North and Orange Kinston, but was Aiden Grifton taking on Washington last night. Uh, that game was uh, in Little Washington. And the Chargers come away with a 3 to nothing win. They're 13-8 and eight overall, 6-5 and five in the Eastern Plains 2A. Washington falls to 9-7 and seven overall, 5-6 and six in the conference. And uh, the, I got to tell you, dude, I think the Chargers have been a, a little bit of a pleasant surprise this year, haven't they? They're a very, very interesting team. They're, they're a team that could upset just about anybody in the state. Well, uh, again, I've been impressed with watching their results uh, through the uh, through this season too. Only one game tonight in prep baseball. It's Green Central, who's eighteen and three right now. Sixteen straight wins, taking on uh, Southern Wayne. That game is at six o'clock in, in uh, Snow Hill. And uh, dude, you know what? You're right. I mean, I, to me, I guess the two leading candidates would be uh, Robert Kravitz and Parrot than the Green Central baseball coach. But uh, why have they had all the success they've had so far this year, Junius? The biggest thing for Green Central has been pitching. I mean, Braden Burris, um, Austin Hardy, I mean, guys like that have been absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm Leland Barrow. So, with baseball, if you got great pitching, you're going to do just fine. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, but, they, again, they play tonight. That game's at 6 o'clock. In Snow Hill, let's switch over to softball. And, uh, listen, because I want to talk NIL with you for a few minutes. So, uh, we'll just hit these results real quick and just get your impression from them. But uh, Parrot Academy, no trouble in softball last night with John Paul II, 18-3 winner there. Uh, Parrot improves to 7-8. and eight. JP2 falls to 5-10. and 10. North Lenore uh, defeats uh, Kinston 21 to nothing. Uh, North Lenore improves to seven and four in the conference, 11 and five overall. Kinston ends their uh, 2023 season with an 0 and 16 record, 0 and 12 in the conference, and then uh, Washington no problem with uh, Aiden Grifton, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, 13 to one last night. Aiden Grifton is now 14 and seven overall. They fall to eight and three in the conference. Washington stays perfect. And Eastern Plains played 11 and 0 and 15 and 5 overall. Those three results, uh, well, anything uh, stand out to you there, Junius? The only thing that really stood out to me was um, Arundel Perry uh, beating John Paul because the first game was um, was more competitive, 10 to 6. But Perry just jumped on them early. I think they had nine runs in the first inning, and they just coasted from there. And I guess um, I didn't see Washington absolutely beating the brakes off of Aiden Grifton. I mean, I knew Washington is very, very good, but Aiden Griffin has showcased that they've got talent as well. So that was kind of a bit of a stunner. There you go. No pre- no uh, softball games tonight. However, three on Thursday, paired at home against Wilson Christian. The big North Lenore-South Lenore game, that's at 6 o'clock on Thursday. And then uh, the home-and-home home switch with Washington and Aiden Griffin in uh, at Aiden Grifton on uh, Thursday night. Girls soccer last night, dude. Uh, and this one, the only game was played, again, paired against John Paul II, and Parrot Academy comes away with a 1-0 win in that. Uh, that may sound whatever, but listen, Parrot, now they are just now 509-9, dropped JP2 to 13-3. Uh, I, I, to me, uh, That's a huge upset, isn't it? Actually, um, they lost one nothing. No, where did I read, dude? That breaks my heart. I must have read that wrong off of Max Preps. And doggone it. Okay, well, hey, all that good stuff I just said, take I take it back. Okay. Yeah, talking to one one of the kids, um, they, they told me that, but everybody was like, "You got to come out to the to the game against Epiphany on Thursday." And I told him, you know what, I'll, I probably will for a little bit, but i got to be in North North South North. Yeah, that is huge. And, again, no prep soccer games tonight, uh, but uh, three big ones including, like you said, uh, Epiphany, Newburn Epiphany at Parrot uh, at 5.30 on Thursday, Green, uh, Windless Green Central at Southwest Edgecombe at 4, and then the huge North North South North. Man, I tell you what, man, Thursday night in deep run is – or tomorrow night in deep run is going to be a heck of a night, isn't it? It really is. I mean, you got soccer, you got baseball, you got softball, you got teams that don't like each other. I mean, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I love it. Listen, we've got a, a good solid five minutes left here, and this is where I just wanted to dig into your brain a little bit. I wanted to share my thoughts. I saved it for your visit here this week. I wanted to talk about it a little bit yesterday, but then I was like, you know what? I've got Junius on Wednesday. Let's save it for then. <sighs> NIL, John, Junius Smith the third. NIL, JS3, it's it's coming. It looks like it's uh, coming. Uh, uh, and we'll know by probably 1 or 2 o'clock today whether it's actually going to happen because the NCHSAA is having their uh, spring meetings up in Chapel Hill. Uh, a, the uh, subcommittee on, uh, on this, on NIL, is suggesting to the full board that they approve it. And that means if they do, and I got to tell you very, very rarely, and I mean, I've been on subcommittees on, 
on many boards of directors, dude, on several boards of directors. And I don't know if I've ever seen a, a full board of directors reject something that a subcommittee sends to it. And especially when it's unanimous, like it was with this dude, it, it's very possible that beginning as early as July 1st, that, uh, I don't know, give me a, a star of a, uh, one of our teams around here. They could be making money off their name, name, image, and likeness beginning July 1st, Junius. Just first off, just an overview. I'm going to give my thoughts after you give yours. What do you think about the the, the possibility about the potential of this? Well, for somebody that has been really, really happy for college kids being able to get money um, off of NIL deals, it's going to be really, really tough for me to, to say that high schoolers shouldn't be able able to, although it's going, there's going to be growing pains. Like, I feel like there has to be something put in, in order that's, that's stricter than what the college system does because if it's one thing that, that people can do, they can exploit this easily. Now, there is a positive for, for our public schools because, you know, they can sit back and, and fight with them for private schools when it comes to when it comes to kids. But overall, I don't know. It's going to be a little crazy. Give me a scenario that that makes this good for me. I mean, because again, listen, we live in a free market society, dude. I mean, if someone wants to make money, I am not against it whatsoever, and I mean that. I mean, listen. You and I, we're independent businessmen. I mean, you run ENC Moments. I run uh, the Brian Hanks show. And I mean, I mean, I don't have a steady paycheck. And what I mean by that is if I don't show up to work tomorrow morning to do uh, the Brian Hanks show, guess what, Junius? I don't have a paid day off or paid time off. I get paid for what I do. You're pretty much the same way with uh, ENC Moments. It's your baby. It's your creation. If you decide for a week that you're just not going to do games or you want to take some time off, you don't get paid for that time off. And the way I, you know, with NIL, I'm with you. I had I don't like the way colleges uh, institute it, but I have no problem with, uh, you know, with college players or college athletes being paid. They've just got to, yeah. if they do do it, Junius, they've got to do it in a smart manner. And uh, I did read uh, Nick Stevens' uh, column on uh, highschoolot.com, and he is an advocate for high school students uh, getting NIL and, and a pretty strong advocate for it. Now, I, I'm a little disappointed. It seems like uh, every opinion he has had over the last six months is, I feel like he's almost becoming a mouthpiece for the NCHSAA, and that disappoints me because he's always been an up until, like I said, about the last six months or so, he's always been an independent news source like you are and like I think I am. And he does just been parroting a lot of what uh, the NCHSAA. He's become basically a, a speaker for uh, the NCHSAA, and that disappoints me. However, he did make some valid points in, uh, in his column. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it. Okay. Well, basically what he says is it's an it's an inevitability that it's going to be coming, especially with the way the NCHSAA uh, subcommittee uh, has supported this. He said what we need to do, and I guess if you're going to do it, you just need to do it the right way. The, the NCHSAA can do what the NCAA didn't do. The NCAA has just turned it into the Wild West, man. I mean, the NIL in 
and the transfer portal and all that stuff in uh, NCAA. It is, it's now the wild, wild west, and uh, they've got kids making money that they don't even have re- that's even being reported, uh, all that kind of stuff with the NIL. They've got to ha- put as tight as a clamp on this as possible. But, and, and there were a couple of valid points he did make. I mean, listen, we do live, live in a free market society. If a kid, uh, one of the points he made, Junius, was that if a kid that plays in the school band uh, decides to go to a local tavern and or whatever, or say to EC or to East Coast Wings or whatever, and play in a in a student band and gets paid, you know, five hundred dollars to you know to play in a in a rock band, nobody says anything about it. But if uh, a kid uh, advertises for sale Ford or for Goeco Office uh, Automation and they're given $500, and, oh, my God, you know, they're not eligible to play sports anymore. So they've got to do something to to keep a cap on it. To, I mean, I like our coaches in our area, but th- this is the thing that bothers me, Junius, and I know I'm all over the place here, but the thing that bothers me, Junius, is that these coaches already – and I'm, thinking, I'm just going to use Perry Tindall as an example because he's just arguably – he and Jackson Massey probably are two, you know – most well-known coaches in our neck of the woods here right now that are active. They already have so many stuff on their plate. And let's, let's talk about Perry. I mean, you know, not, he's got to make sure his players are eligible. He's got to make sure they're staying in class. He's got to, you know, uh, coach them up, uh, not just, you know, during practice and, you know, and even in the off season, make sure they're all right. And now you're just adding something else to a coach's plate who already is, I can tell you, dude, and you know this as well as anybody, Junius, our Lenore County coaches are as underpaid as any coaches in the state. So you're adding something else to their plates, and they're not getting paid anymore to do it. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. I know I've given you about eight things to respond to there, Junius, but your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I, I didn't even think about how much um, Lenore County coaches have to have to come back and, and check out now. But, yeah, it's weird when, you know, anytime that – a player advertises for like a player can't advertise for for an organization. But the biggest thing is like as far as the NIL goes, please, please, please figure out how to how to do it right because if you allow this to be the wild wild west, then you have nobody to blame but yourselves. And that's gonna be the most important factor right there. And as far as as far as the NIL, like I said, I have no problem with it. It's one of those things that, you know, Nick Stevens was right. It is an inevitability. So, I mean, by all means, I want the kids to get their money, but the most important thing is look, be re- be ready. Like, coaches have to find a way to, to get everything taken care of. Oh, there you go. And, I, and, again, I probably sound like a hypocrite in a way saying, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the NIL, especially since I had one this past year with Dontrez. But – Listen, you're a media entity. I'm a media entity. News News is a media entity. WITN and WNCT and WCTI are all media entities. Dude, if this is passed, I can tell you, dude, I'm you and I are probably going to be competing for uh, NILs with some of our kids next year. I mean, don't think I'm not going to try to have a couple of the star athletes in our neck of the woods uh, sign an NIL with them to uh, do weekly appearances on the Brian Hanks show in football and in basketball and then in baseball next year. Uh, but it's just got to be done right, I guess is my main point, Junius. Right. If they can do it right, this is going to be great. If not, 
it's going to be ugly. There you go. Well, listen, uh, we're, we're a couple minutes over here. I got to get uh, Gary Smith up here on the line with me, dude. Just uh, what's the, I know you've got the gamer from uh, last night that uh, that just heartbreaking five to one gamer for uh, that parrot loss against John Paul II. Like I told you about three times last night, I'll say it again, Junius. I don't envy you for having to write that. Uh, uh, those were the ones I hate, especially when you have one player that commits four errors in a game and five errors overall for the team. No earned runs. I mean. I know that gamer's going up. What else can we see from you over the next few days at ncmoments.com? Uh, there's going to be a couple of uh, uh, what you call it, uh, signings and everything, so just be prepared for all that. Well, very good. Well, listen, Junius, thank you so much for joining me here. Uh, I, I kind of teased it a little bit. It's not going to be like a, a you know a 30-inch story, but uh, I get to be a reporter for ENC Moments tomorrow night down in Moorhead City. I'm kind of excited about that, dude. And it means a lot. It really does. Well, very good. Well, listen, dude, thank you so much for joining me here this morning. We'll, uh, I'm sure I'll see you around. And if I don't see you, I'll talk to you next Wednesday here on the show. All right, sounds like a plan. There you go. That's Junius Smith III from encmoments.com. Uh, joining us here in just a moment is going to be the head baseball coach of uh, Lenore Community College on uh, the Brian Hanks Show, the Lancers, the number one seed out of uh, Region 10 East uh just a, what a great job that uh gary smith has done with this lenore community college uh, baseball team has completely turned them around when he took over this program it just uh a, a program that was struggling and a program that we weren't even sure was uh was even going to be around much longer but gary smith has not only turned them around he's got them going in as the number one seed out of the east tomorrow night uh, and Moorhead City at Big Rock Stadium taking on Wake Tech, and he is joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. Good morning, Coach Smith. Coach Smith, if you're talking, I can't hear you, sir. Well, there you go. That is the beauty of live radio. Let's try this again here and see if we can get him up here. We did have him. I can hear him there in the background. Let's see if we can get him here. It, it, it never fails. I give great introductions, and I get it all set up, and then the uh, I can't get the person on the other line. So here we go. We're going to try again here with uh, Coach Gary Smith from Lenore Community College. And Please let's see. your message for And there you go. We got his voicemail. Okay. Well, that is what it is. We will try again here. God, I miss, I, I, I miss not having a producer on the show. Uh, he must be driving through a dead area. I'm pretty sure he's driving into Kinston right now. I must've called him as he is, uh, like I said, driving through a dead zone. We're trying him one more time. Let's see. The phone is ringing now. Let's see if we can get him this time. Coach Smith. Good morning. There you are. Woo. I was getting I was getting a little bit nervous there. Man, I had this big old sexy uh introduction for you. I was talking about how you turned this program around and then it went to nothing. So uh you want me to re- you want me to recreate it again here, Coach? <laughs> no, I have to on my account. <laughs> Listen, Coach, again, we have talked about it all season. I mean, I you can 
it, it, it's off in the distance a little bit, but you can see, uh, and I know you've got a, a road in front of you, especially with everything that's going to be going on this week uh, down in Moorhead City. But, Coach, I mean, you have turned this program around. 31-15 and 15 going into the Region 10 tournament. 23-10 and 10 in the Region 10 East. And uh, the you get the nightcap game tomorrow night, taking on the number four team out of the West, Wake Tech. Uh, tell, I guess before we jump into anything else, uh, prep us for that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Wake Tech. Uh, you know, Wake Tech looks like um... – you know they they don't have uh, they don't have the power numbers that uh, a team like Pitt has shown, uh, but they do hit for high average. Uh, they're kind of balanced throughout their lineup, and they do run uh, probably run more than we do. Um, got a lot of stolen bases, um, you know, so they're. Their offense is probably going to put you in a stretch. Um, so, you know, we – I mean, I hope it's not a 13-12 to 12 game, but it could be. Wow. Well, you guys are definitely built for that, though, especially all the offense that you have on this squad, Coach. Uh, it's just been so much fun, especially I've got to see you several times now over the last couple of weeks of the regular season. And I, I got to witness the game. We had you on the air or, you know, we did a post-game interview with you. It, it, when you win a game after you're down six to nothing in the top of the first inning, and yes, I'm going back to that one, Coach, but I tell you what, you come back, you win that game nine to six. That's got to give your team some confidence. It's got to give you some uh, some ammo or some bullets for the next time your team is down just four to three going into the seventh or eighth inning, doesn't it? Well, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it does. I mean, the ability to. Uh, yeah, grind, you know, chip away, uh, or the resiliency to chip away, the ability to put up, you know, big numbers. Uh, you know, I, I think it creates a situation where you don't ever feel like you're out of the game. Well, like I said, it's just it's been so much fun watching you over the past couple of weeks. I will be down in Moorhead City for that tomorrow. Let's talk about this season and the regular season now over again. Thirty-one and fifteen, twenty-three and ten in Region Ten, the number one team out of uh, the East. If I had told you before the season, and let's let's take time travel back to uh, February here, Coach, and I told you this is where you're going to be going into the Region Ten tournament. How happy would uh, time travel Gary Smith be if uh, if I had told you that back in February, Coach? Oh, I'd be elated, but I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just with the with the success over that you know Pitt and Brunswick have shown. Um, you know, you've got to go into the season figuring that's going to be yeah, that's going to be. Uh, favorites to to win or uh, be at the top, and um, you know I think I, I think we fared be- very well against both of those teams, uh, getting going three and three against both. Uh, so uh, to me, that's uh, you know that's that's success. That's a win. That shows that you can play with uh, play with boys. So you know. That part's been that part's been really good uh, to see that transformation. I think 
my first year we didn't beat Brunswick at all. I think we went one and one and five against Pitt. So you know, kind of kind of raised our level of play uh, to become much more competitive. That that's been probably what I'm most proud of. That voice you're listening to is Gary Smith. He's head baseball coach of uh, the number one seed out of uh, Region 10 East, Lenore Community College Lancers. They start the Region 10 tournament tomorrow night down at Big Rock Stadium in Moorhead City. Uh, now, I keep saying that it's scheduled to start at 7, Coach, but I think uh, <clears throat> you and I both know, uh, I think my prediction was, I mean, people need to be down there if they're going to be down there to support the Lancers, and you need to be there by 6, 45, 7 o'clock. But, Coach, I've actually, I, if that game starts by 8 o'clock tomorrow night, I'm going to be very pleasantly surprised. Uh, the, the, these tournament games, they tend to go on a little bit long, don't they, sir? They do. Uh, and, you know, we kind of told our players that, you know, we need to be, we need to be flexible enough where, uh, you know, if it, if it gets started early for whatever reason, um, need to be ready to go at the same time. Um, don't count on, don't count on a seven o'clock start. Yep. Uh, yep. you know, between all the pomp and circumstance and, um, you know, it's late in the year. Uh, hitters have hitters have reached a point where they've kind of caught up with the pitching. Uh, you know, early in the year, any level of baseball, pitching's going to be way ahead. Uh, and it takes the hitters some time. Uh, you know, in high school, I used to always think we'll know what we are after spring break. Because uh, it may take that long to – for the hitters to catch up. And um, so, you know, now I think you get situations where offense uh, becomes more explosive. So games may take longer. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I'm anticipating, but I, I can't, like I said, I, I can't wait to be there tomorrow night. You, you sort of partially answered my question there, coach Smith, but I'm going to formally ask you, what is the difference between preparing for this you know, for this tournament that begins tomorrow night and even, you know, preparing for a, a typical three game series against say uh, Brunswick community college or Brighton Stratton or somebody like that. I mean, it's gotta be a different mindset. It's gotta definitely, I'm thinking it's gotta be a difference in, in the way you coach this team going into this week. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the regular season um, to me is a marathon and you can't, you know, you can't get, you know, old cliche, you can't get too high, you can't get too low, you got to try to stay even kill. But when you get into a tournament of this format, it now becomes a sprint. And when it's a sprint, you now you tend to have a little bit quicker hook with your pitching, um, tend to, oh, you you stress uh, stress defense, you know, making routine plays because they become a lot more important uh, when you've only got the possibility of two games. I mean, you know, and you have the possibility of seven games. So, um, you know, you want to try to stay out of the loser's bracket because then the number of games multiplies very, very quickly. Um, but, you know... Uh, I, I also think that, you know, if you if you compare it all to 
uh, track in the Olympics. You know, everybody knows Usain Bolt and Joyner Kersey and, you know, Marion Jones, Ben Johnson. Everybody knows the sprinters. Everybody knows who wins the 100. Nobody remembers who won the, the marathon or the 10K. Um, so while, while our success is, uh, you know, it's made me very proud of our guys, you know, the goal is to win the tournament. Because um, nobody's, you know, nobody's going to remember that we were the regular season champions. Um, you know, they won't remember next year. Um, but when you can, you know, whoever gets the dog pile on Sunday or possibly Monday, you know, that that's going to be remembered. Absolutely. Again, that voice you're listening to is Gary Smith, head baseball coach at Lenore Community College. I guess listening to you say that, and definitely staying out of losers bracket, especially in these uh, double elimination tournaments, you want to be playing that 7 o'clock game uh, every day, don't you, during this tournament? Well, that that's the goal. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, you know playing, playing under the lights, whether it's you know, when you're 12 years old or whether it's when you're 20 years old, um, you know, that, that tends to be when the big games are, when the excitement is, um, you know, players like it. Uh, it be, uh, we want to be playing under the lights rather than, you know, early in the morning. Uh, I just, I just think playing at ten o'clock in the morning is is tough on everybody. Um, hard to hard to get out of bed with the same enthusiasm uh, that you may be able to generate at ten at night or seven at night. Sorry. Absolutely. How's the health of the team, Coach, uh, going into uh, this tournament this week? How are we doing? And also, uh, let me throw, who who's going to be your starting pitcher tomorrow night, Coach? Uh, everybody's good. Um, had a couple kids with kind of a stomach virus um yesterday and over the weekend but uh everybody everybody right now is good we will uh we're gonna open up game one with tyler thompson he's kind of been our number one guy here uh, you know he's healthy he's excited ready to go uh, i think i think one of the you know one of the strategic or things in in the tournament versus regular season is your starting pitching has to give you a little bit more length uh, in the tournament to just try and uh, minimize the number of innings your bullpen has to throw. Because, you know, in the end, with it with so many games in such a short period of time, your bullpen's your bullpen's going to have to make appearances. Uh, so if you can limit. Uh, how much they have to go, especially early, uh, probably gives you a better shot at at, at winning. Uh, you know, last year we had an unfortunate situation in our first game. Our number one pitcher, uh, five minutes before the game, um, suffered forearm forearm strain and couldn't pitch. And um, you know, it, it definitely impacted that game and the next game. Uh, to where we did have to use a lot of our bullpen the first game, and then the, you know the second game there just wasn't just wasn't a whole lot left. Um, so we're hoping you know Thompson can take it deep into the game. Um, 
he has three complete games this year. Uh, you know, that's that's not what we're asking for him to do, but to take us as deep as he can and remain effective. It, w- it wouldn't break your heart whatsoever, though, if he did have pitch you a nice compact 94 pitch uh, complete game tomorrow night, though, would it? Um, if it was a win, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes, definitely. If it's a win too. listen, coach Gary Smith, I am so excited. And, uh, just what, just to see the, the trajectory that you've taken this team on coach. I mean, from the first season when you were just building and then last year having the success you had last year and then this year to be the number one seed. I mean, think about it. You didn't even make, I don't think you made the tournament two years ago. You make it last year. And then this year you're the number one seed. It just, (sighs) thank you for bringing excitement back to Lenore community college baseball coach. And I mean that sincerely. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, you know, we, When I was hired, I told our athletic director, Shelly Barnes, I said, you know, I only know one way to do it and a tribute to tribute to our kids is, you know, they bought into the way that we do it and it's, it's resulted in success. Uh, you know, I don't have the magic formula. Nobody has the magic formula. Um, if anybody had the magic formula, everybody would do it that way. Uh, but, um, you know, our kids have kids have bought in, and to me, that's uh, one of the biggest parts of the equation. Well, I, again, like I said, I'm just I'm outside your bubble. I'm a I'm a fan as much as I am a whatever I am a small J journalist or a whatever I am, dude. But coach, it's just been so much fun and watching your guys and listening to your dugout chirping and it's just fun. I mean, it, you've brought fun back to Lenore Community College baseball along with the victories. I thank you for that and I can't wait for tomorrow night. I really cannot wait for tomorrow night. I'm hoping the first pitch is again before eight o'clock. But man, I, I can't wait for tomorrow, coach. Well, uh, you know, if everybody uh, has a chance to get out, probably going to be. By the time we play, it's going to be a little bit chilly for this time of year, but, you know, that's okay. We uh, start start our season when it's it's freezing, and typically it's, you know, it feels like summertime when it's over. So, you know, it'd be nice that it's not going to be 88 degrees tomorrow, and uh, I hope all all of Lenore County and – you know, surrounding counties. Hope they come down and uh, support the Lancers. Absolutely. Listen, Coach Gary Smith, Lenore Community College, thank you so much for joining me today. We'll talk to you after the game tomorrow night, sir. Brian, well, thanks for having me, man, and thanks for your support and, uh, you know, spreading the word about what we've got going on. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, listen to your show. A lot of people talk to you in the community and, uh, Thanks for all you do for us. Well, I, I appreciate you guys too. Can I, safe travels tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow night as, as the number one seed out of the East, Coach. All right. Sounds good. Look forward to it. There you go. That's Gary Smith, head baseball coach at Lenore Community College. And guess what? We're going to get up here on the line. Uh, the head baseball or former head baseball coach of uh, Lenore Community College took him to the World Series 2004. That wraps up our first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up in our second hour, Lynn Hartzell, the great Lynn Hartzell. 
formerly of uh, Lenore Community College and now with the National Junior College Athletic Association here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.